Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin from thebluesguitarshow.com. Hope everyone's had a great week out there this week. Um, loads going on this week, actually. jam session on Thursday night that was really cool I got the chance to play a bass that I'd got my bass out from under the bed uh, it's a Music Man Stingray 5 string in case anyone's secretly uh, interested in bass stuff out there um, and I hadn't played it since I think 2017 and it was looking a bit worse for wear but um you know, a few dents here, a few scratches, a lot of scratches actually, a lot more scratches than I remember. Um, but so much fun to play. And those Music Man basses, just the neck, um, the neck profile is so fat. It's like, especially for going from playing a lot of guitar recently to playing bass, it was like, uh, it was like going back to playing a, an ironing board or something with my hands. Uh, but that was really good fun. Uh, great to play that bass again. It was kind of my normal, uh, like, go-to gigging, touring bass throughout sort of, I guess, 2012 through 2016 kind of time. Uh, so it's, it's seen some action. Uh, I'm amazed, really, that it was in as good a nick as it was. Although I guess that's something to be said for uh, hard cases. <laughs> Uh, what else has been going on this week? Last week in the episode, I accidentally said that Glenn Hughes was uh, the bass player of the Dead Daisies. Now, <laughs> that's actually not correct. Uh, what, what happened was is that I get most of my music from Apple Music, and Apple Music's pretty cool, actually. It gives you recommendations of what, who, uh, different artists to listen to based on what you're currently listening to or looking at or whatever. And I think, if I'm right, I was looking at Black Country Communion, which is a great band. It's Joe Bonamassa, uh, Jason Bonham, son of John Bonham, and Glenn Hughes playing kind of in a blues rock trio. And one of my recommended uh, artists from that was the Dead Daisies. And, I mean, the guy in the Dead Daisies is an absolute dead ringer for Glenn Hughes. They look so similar. So I must have just clicked on it, seen the picture, and thought, similar genre, you know, the guys look the same. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's a mistake on my part. Glenn Hughes, not in the Dead Daisies. Not yet, anyway. But this might be some amazing foreshadowing here. Who knows? So, what we're going to talk about in today's session, we're uh, putting to bed the kind of finger-style stuff, um, just for now. Uh, we've been doing a few episodes about finger-picking the blues, and now we're going to start the next chunk of three episodes, and this is going to be all about playing blues solos. Now, blues solos are one of the things that I feel like every guitarist should and wants to know how to play. They're a lot more difficult than they seem, I think. There's a kind of there's kind of three main factors I'd say that go into playing a great blues solo. One is timing, one is uh, note choice, and one is feel. And it's kind of the it's the third one of those that's the hardest to get, and it's the one that sort of comes last. So what we're going to do in this series of three podcast episodes is we're going to talk through what to play, how to play it, when to play, and when not to play. And it's going to start from a very basic kind of point of view. We're going to build it up and try and get a really good building block. 
But one piece of advice or one thought, something that I think uh, I'm just going to throw out there. Uh, a lot of people try and improvise playing blues solos before they've learned how to play a lot of blues solos. Now, I think to be able to improvise, like in anything in life, to be able to do it off the cuff, you need to really know uh, what it is you're trying to do or what you're trying to emulate. So I'd say the first port of call, if you want to be a good blues improviser, is to sit down and learn loads of blues solos. Now, in terms of what to learn, I would say learn everything you can by B.B. King, uh, learn some Albert King solos, and I would say if you're kind of uh, perhaps more advanced, uh, look at the Eric Clapton solos. But those three players give a really good kind of all-round approach to how different players approach blues solos. So kind of little tip there, learn a lot of blues solos before you start trying to write your own. Think of it in a way as like, uh, it's fluency, isn't it? You want to get, you want to get fluent. You want to get fluent playing the guitar the same way that you get fluent learning a language. And you certainly wouldn't try and speak a language fluently without having read a lot of books in that language or without having studied a lot of words in that language. You know, uh, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail in a way, attempting to improvise without having learned a lot of blues solos. But that being said, what we're going to do in these episodes is we're going to focus on a few kind of scales and uh, runs particularly that I think are the most useful for playing blues solos. So in this episode, we're going to take the, I'm doing air quotes here, which you can't see, the Albert King approach. It's kind of been, uh, kind of got known as the Albert King approach. It's not specifically all he did, but he did do this a lot, which is where we're going to play one scale over all uh, the one, four and the five chord. Now this is going to be uh, relevant if you're doing a 12 bar blues, if you're doing an eight bar blues, uh, or if you're doing a 16 bar blues. Now for ease on our guitar neck, we're going to do all of these in the key of A. So of course our one chord we're going to do, I'm doing these as seventh chords, but the one chord is going to be A7, the five chord is going to be D7, and the, sorry, the four chord is D7, it's very early. It's very early here this morning. And the uh, the five chord is going to be E7. So you've got A7, D7, E7. Now, if you've got a loop pedal or any way of kind of recording yourself playing, it's really useful just to record yourself playing some of those chords and just have a go at playing the scale I'm about to show you over them. Now I'm going to show you a one octave scale and I'm going to show you three positions of how to play it. Instead of doing our normal two note per string all the way down, we're going to do one octave and then move it. This is really key, I think, to be able to visualize horizontally across the fretboard, which is of course what we want to do. Nobody wants to play a solo where you can, you're only using between fret five and fret seven. We really don't want that. We want to be able to get the full range that we can out of the instrument. So we're gonna look at the blues scale. Which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. So let's just run through this one nice and quickly. If you are not familiar with it, it will be in the tab provided. Uh, if you wanna make sure you get the tab provided, head over to thebluesguitarshow.com and make sure you're subscribed to the mailing list and that will enable you, uh, that'll give you access to the all the tab files for the episodes. So we're gonna start 
on the open A string. So it's the fifth string open. Then we're going to play fret three. So open to three on the A string. On the D string, the fourth string, we're going to go open one, two. Okay, and just so we run through the notes as well, that's going to be A to C, D, D sharp, E. Okay, important we start to kind of visualize with the uh, letter names of the notes too. So, and then we're going to go down onto the G string and play G A, which is zero to two. So that's one octave, A to A, of the blues scale. Even with this, even with that kind of one uh, octave, there's a lot you can do just by adding in some of that timing and feel that we talked about earlier. So one octave here. Now we're going to learn how to play the same octave, but this time with our root note, our first note on the sixth string. So now we're going to go to fret five on the sixth string. So for the same notes, A to C. Fret five on the sixth string, the top string, up to fret eight, which is our C. We go down a string, five, six, seven, that's our D, D sharp, E. And down a string, G to A, so that's five to seven. the open position and what we call the closed position, meaning that we're not using any open strings. Okay, so there's two. The next one we're going to be looking at is starting from the A that we finished at before, so that's fret two on string three. And we're going to go from two up to five. And you can play this anywhere that we can find these notes, anywhere you find an A you can start building off it. So two to five. Gonna drop down a string, D, D sharp, E, which on the second string is three, four, and five. And then G to A, which is on the bottom string, three to five. Now this is simple stuff, the blues scale, because we only have six, seven notes uh, going on in it. But there's so much that we can do if we're playing over an A7 chord. There's so much you can do with just those three positions there. Uh, open the close starting on the top string and the one starting on fret two on the third string. Now I'm going to do one more and this one's starting on fret seven on the fourth string. And this is the same shape. We're just going to try and get ourselves thinking in terms of patterns and shapes and notes. Um, I'm going to go seven up to ten on the fourth string. Drop down a string again, and then there's three in a row, isn't there? Down a string, so we go seven, eight, nine. Drop down a string, eight, ten. 
We start to throw some of this stuff together. stuff that we can add in and the cool thing about this one is that you can use it over all of the chords in that sequence then we get to the E7 So really worth learning those shapes so we can go over those. Now I'm going to teach you one run which is the second part in the tab that you'll have provided and this run is going to be going from this A all the way down to this one and it's just a nice kind of blues scale run. We have a little bit of back and forward in there so we're going to go from, eight, uh, from 10 to 8 on the second string, upper string, so that's 9. Eight seven. And then we're gonna to go to fret ten on the string above. So we go second string, ten eight, third string, nine, eight, seven, fourth string, ten. And then back down to the third string, we go seven, eight, seven, hammer on, pull off. So hammer on, pull off. Back to that 10. And then we just repeat exactly the same riff. Again, that's 10-8 on the second string, 9-8-7 on the third, 10 on the fourth, back to the third for the hammer on pull-off, back to 10, and then on the fourth string, going down to 7-5, up onto the fifth, 7-6-5, up to 8 on the top string, Back down to the fifth string for that hammer on pull off. And then down to the top string. And then. Now, if you want to give yourself a bit of a challenge, that can be done. Um, starting from any note. And you can utilize the same shapes. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to play around those notes, A7, D7, E7, and you wanted to start with the A, then going up to the D, you just need to find where the D is on string two, which I guess you'd start at probably the octave of the D, which would be this one which is fret 
same with E. She can start a fret. If you wanted to. So the next step would be to try and move along with your chord sequence. So to summarize, uh, have a look at those scale patterns uh, that are in the tab provided and have a look at that blues scale run. Try playing the A7, D7 and E7 chords on some kind of looper or just record using the voice notes on your phone if you can and have a go at playing along with them. Uh, big piece of advice, learn some blues solos. Uh, I would recommend BB King for me would be the place to start, it would be the best kind of uh, place to learn all that good stuff from and that will give you a much better idea of how they utilise the timing the vibrato, the rhythm, and all the stuff that kind of adds the flair to the blues solos uh, that we all obviously want to emulate because we don't want to get into a position where we're just playing straight kind of eighth note. Because we know these, these are the right notes, we want to be able to add in that kind of... And one of the coolest things about blues solos is how much can be done with so little, you know? maybe four notes you can really uh, if you add in that kind of timing and feel the rhythmic elements of the blues there's a lot that can be done so loads to unpack there uh, I hope that was useful for everybody don't forget to head over to thebluesguitarshow.com to make sure you're subscribed up to the mailing list to get the tabs if you're on uh if you're on Apple Podcasts or you're on Spotify or anything, please don't hesitate to leave us a review. Uh, any reviews really would be useful. Helps me get this to more people and provide more kind of free guitar content for the world. Uh, also, I'm on Instagram at the Blues Guitar Show Podcast or at Blues Guitar Show Podcast. Uh, I put up a lot of videos actually up there at the moment, so. Um, if there's bits that you're kind of stuck with, it's likely that I've put a video of me playing it up there. So if you want to be able to see it in real time and play along, that could be a really useful thing to do. If you have any recommendations or anything for stuff that you'd like me to cover or stuff that you're struggling with, please don't hesitate to email benmartinmusic at live.co.uk. I respond to all of the emails I get. And uh, even if you want to send me a video of you playing something and say, oh, I'm struggling with this bit here, I'm more than happy to take that time uh, to have a look through it and see what we can do. All right. Have a good week, everybody, and I'll catch you next week. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.